Welcome back to the Video Store Junkies, a podcast about movies and the experience of watching them. And tonight we are doing part two of our ranking the Friday the 13th franchise. And uh, unlike these movies, we're not going to recap everything that has gone before at the top of this episode. Uh, go just listen to episode one if you want to know who we are, what's going on. Uh, I'm not going to give you any of that information right now because we've got six more movies to talk about. So we're going to jump right in. And uh, I'm actually going to throw it to uh, Renee for uh, the first <laughs> the first uh, part of this discussion, um, because apparently she is the resident hater of this film uh, coming in at number seven on our list. It is uh, the amazing, the unparalleled, the extremely exhilarating and exciting 2002's Jason X. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Is, yeah. Yeah. Let me let me just let me just uh, say that uh, Bill and Paul had this at number six on their list. I had it at number five. Renee had it <laughs> bottom three at number ten. <laughs> wow. So Renee, um, yeah, take it away. Well, you know, and I did a little bit of shuffling. I think that I originally had it a little bit higher, and then I ended up bumping it down because I was kind of skipping through a bunch of ones like the the ones you know towards the end where. You know, I just kind of get a little mixed up on what I like and what I don't like. And there were some certain parts of it that I caught. I think notably it was the ending. And I was just like, I fucking hate this movie. (laughs) But there's other parts of it that I really like. However, I don't think I can really truly describe to you how much I hate ants. I hate ants. And so the whole ant process. Why would you? I hate ants. And I, I have fantasies of people writing like historical fiction where there's a world without ants and how everything is better. (laughs) And it's like a utopia. I hate ants. Um, (laughs) with that aside, um, oh, I don't know, because there's a lot of things that I, that I liked about this movie, but, and I appreciated that they tried to do something different, but. Oh, there was just a lot of parts that I did not like, like the alien, not the alien, the android with a bowl cut. I, <laughs> you know, it's and it's always like, oh, it's the future. So so women are more naked and men are more covered. Ah, yes. <laughs> the future of fashion, um, which apparently it seems does seem to be going that way. Um, ah, I, I, I liked the laser tag, but. Certain things that I just really liked, but then there were certain things that I just, just didn't like. I liked when the guy fell on the drill bit. That was good. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I think uh, like I said, I think Paul Paul and Bill ranked this pretty high, but I think I'm gonna be the Jason X defender on this episode um, because I there are so many things that this movie has against it. Uh, it basically looks like a early 2000s sci-fi original movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Its premise is <laughs> genuinely goofy from the get-go. Uh, doesn't really follow any of the other uh, the the storylines that have been set up in any of the other movies, other than you know Jason exists uh, and and he and he kills people. I know why you guys ranked it so high. What's that? <laughs> the nipple clamps. <laughs> <laughs> what was that scene? So there's yeah there's so many weird parts of this movie, but like. <laughs> For some reason, there it's just like I can't help but enjoy it. Like I can't help but 
appreciate that they they had this outrageous concept and they just went all in on it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are actually some pretty like there are some lines that I genuinely laughed at in this movie. Um, the uh, I love a couple of the actors, uh, Jonathan Potts, who plays like the uh, the professor. Uh, he's been in like a ton of stuff. I appreciate he's like giving it his all. And then uh, Peter Mensa as the the uh, like the military guy. I can't remember his name. Um, but like Boyd Banks, the the guy who's like the pilot, uh, who mm. we've actually talked about before because he was in. Um, oh my god, what did what did we talk about him uh, in Land of the Dead? He was the butcher zombie. Uh, he's also in the Dawn of the Dead remake. He's a I think he's a Canadian actor. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, but the part where he's like uh, talking, they're like talking about the 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 girl that they brought back, and he was like. She's she uh, she's pretty and single. <laughs> but he just kind of trails off and he goes, "I'm so lonely." Um, I don't know. I just I laughed. Yeah, um, yeah. And then and Peter Menso, where he's like, uh, oh, "It's gonna take more than a it's gonna take more than a blade through the ribs to kill this old war dog." And then he like <laughs> another blade comes through. He's like, "Yep, that ought to do it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, that is like good. it had some genuinely oh. funny lines. Yeah, um, it did. But but here's here's the thing. They they balanced it out with like some genuinely good kills and i think bill you know you mentioned mm-hmm. like the the strength of the series is really in the kills right and this one uh yeah. you have the the nitro uh uh liquid, liquid nit- nitrogen yeah, which is great face. Yes. Yeah. yeah that was that um, was fantastic throwing the guy on the on the drill bit and just having him spin down that's actually <laughs> yeah. pretty cool so uh, i'm gonna defend this movie uh maybe it's also because i think this was the the first jason film I uh, saw it in theaters. Oh. Uh, this came out in 2000, April of 2002, uh, just a few weeks after my birthday, actually. Thanks. Uh, happy birthday to me. <laughs> and I and I do remember seeing this with, uh, like, opening night, and and people were, like, laughing at some of the lines and having fun and, you know, ooing and eyeing whenever Jason uh, killed someone in a gruesome mm-hmm. way. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe I have fond memories of it, but I don't know. I, I, oh, God. Hey. Settle down. I'm sorry. My cat keeps knocking things off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Blame the cat. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, very not uh, cat-like behavior. Paul, uh, Paul, Paul, and Bill, uh, you guys, like I said, had it pretty close to me. Do you, do you actually like this yes. movie at all, or yes. were you no, just like I, everything else yeah. was worse? It's the last. You know, it was, movie it was I enjoyable. Liked. I mean, it was. Oh, go ahead. Hmm? <laughs> oh, I was gonna say. I mean, it is basically uh, alien slash aliens. Aliens. Yeah. Um, I mean, almost you know, <laughs> kind of a rip off of it, but but it's fun. I mean, I, I think it's. You know, they they go back to uh, Jason always works best when people are isolated. And so they're isolated here and you can't get off the ship. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it it was fun. It just uh, it didn't quite it wasn't quite as fun for me as the ones are ranked above it. Um, But it wasn't it wasn't one that you'd have to if he said, hey, we need to watch this one again, I'd be like, okay, I I could watch this one. It's it's pretty fun. And it even has like a, a, a. reference to uh um well it would either be if it's the book it would be what stanislaw lem who wrote it but it would be uh tartoski uh solaris the name of the the the, mm-hmm. the space station that they crashed through killing what nineteen thousand seven hundred and whatever <laughs> people is uh is solaris and that was before the the remake by uh, um uh george clooney so you know that they're, they're referencing either the stanislaw lem book or the uh tartoski movie so there you go yeah. they get credit for that there you too. go I, I really enjoyed the movie. This is, to me, this is the last enjoyable Friday the 13th film. You know, they, mm. they, they just, that's from six, one through six, and then it's all downhill from that point on. It's, oh, look, it's stupid. 
it's you know it's leprechaun in space <laughs> you know you're you're absolutely you've mm -hmm. run out of ideas you have 100 run out of ideas it's like this is the only thing we have left we're gonna we're gonna send him into outer space and this is almost one of the final films that was made really they um it didn't make money although zach finally got to go see some horror movies uh that wasn't enough this this is was a genuine <laughs> box office dud yeah. i just I, this is this, this sorry this is actually i believe the uh, first and only Friday the Thirteenth film whose uh, gross has been less than its budget. It's the movie gross, so, yeah. Oh wow! But at least, at least you can see where Sorry. the budget went. You know that they they actually spent some money on this. I make no mm -hmm. bones about. It. I found the android very attractive. Um, yeah, <laughs> she was cool. She was really cool and everything. I, I don't know why she was with that loser, except I guess he programmed her. Find him attractive. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, of all, I, I love the scenes though where her head, where her head severed, yeah. and, and it's just yeah. him cradling. You know, you can almost see her kneeling down. Yeah, yeah. Yes. obviously yeah. off screen. <laughs> we're not, we're so not even gonna funny. bother with like a green screen or anything. Yeah, put his yeah. arm around your neck. I just want, I just want to just see the side of all the potential apocalypse. You know that will drive humanity to extinction. The one that I'm least worried about is the sex robot apocalypse. Where people will, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people will build sex robots that are like so human that they will prefer the robots to regular humans, and we will just go extinct. And I, I, I say that for three reasons: one, they're going to be ridiculously expensive, so poor people, as they have traditionally throughout history, will take up the slack and overproduce. Uh, two, a lot of the people, and I'm thinking mostly of the guys that will be, uh, you know, getting these sex robots. Uh, they were really not going to contribute a whole lot to the gene pool. You know, I, I don't think I'm talking out of school here. It's, it's, it's probably better. It's, that yes. Way. Yes. Really yeah. nothing has been lost. And three, and I think this is the one that everyone, everyone makes the mistake. The whole premise is that we've made these robots to be so, so much like us that we prefer them to us. Well, if we prefer sex robots to real humans, the robots will as well. And, and so they will not, they're just going to go off with each other. And, and that's the end of that. And we're just going to have to go back to having sex with each other while the robots are having absolutely mind blowing sex that would destroy a human being, you know, just, yeah. So anyway, I like this film. It's fun. So, so back to Jason, Jason X. And it's got, it's got a few of the best kills, including what has to be the best of all the kills. And I talk of course of the hologram sequence, which is funny and, <laughs> And absolutely yeah. appropriate, and they should have probably put that into the trailer. Um, the trailer doesn't really get the, the pure goofiness of this. Look, it's indefensibly stupid, but at this point, that's the way to go. They, they, you've gone as far as you can with the premise of Jason. You either just have to keep spinning your wheels, and people have gotten tired of that, or you have to go in some crazy supernatural direction, and people were not going for that. So there's really only two things you can do. One of them is to go into a completely new genre, science fiction. It didn't work in terms of, I mean, I enjoyed it, but not enough people did. So, and then the other possibility is what they did with the next film. And, and so, you know, I, I'll give them credit for trying. Uh, but listen, uh, science fiction film, uh, the thing you, you, I just could not wrap my head around these kids on the space station, they don't even seem mature enough to be camp counselors. And we've left them in charge of a space station. 
you know uh-huh. and i realized no they, they were they were it was a field trip bill oh my bill. god it was a field you trip. know what listen they're too old. They, <laughs> it was a field trip to Earth. No, did you not? Did you not pick that? The one guy was the professor. I, no, I get that. And he was, they were they were students. They're too field trip they're to too old for field trips, and they're too young to be on a space station. It, they're they're in that they're in that awkward age when they should not. know. but I realized no, nobody wants to see a bunch of people my age getting killed. Or maybe they do. I don't know, maybe that would have worked. You know. <laughs> You know, maybe maybe that's the thing they should have tried. They should they should have done a Friday Thirteenth movie with like middle aged people. And when they sneak off, when they sneak off to have sex, the audience is like, "Jason, please no, kill him, kill him." God, I don't want, I don't want to see that. Damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jason. Jason at a retirement home, and he's going to kill the uh the old people and then there's like a an old octogenarian couple that are having sex and he just oh. stops and like kind of turns away in disgust throws up, um, throws <laughs> up inside his hockey mask yeah. in his mask yeah <laughs> it comes out the holes yeah oh, um, oh no. yeah so i don't know i i think i think there's like this is this i, I will say this felt like a little bit of a palate cleanser mm-hmm. um because this is you know after you, you got the new blood jason takes yeah. manhattan final friday and then this, which is just, I don't know, yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, it looks like an episode of Farscape, but whatever. It's its a fun <laughs> little movie. And this was, this was uh, speaking of the, the box office, this was absolutely the, the nadir of the yeah. uh, Friday the 13th box office because uh, in the year 2002, <laughs> this, this was the 143rd top-grossing film Ooh. of the year. Right behind uh, Fear.com. Does anyone remember Fear.com? Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I know you do. <laughs> uh, it was also, uh, and and in front of Fear.com was uh, uh, Joanna Mann, uh-huh. starring who? Wow. Uh, Miguel Nunez. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Now playing um, in the multiplex of hell. <laughs> it, it, really, it really is, like, actually, when I was looking at this list, I was like, holy shit. This is such a time capsule. And by the way, uh, Solaris is actually uh, 10, 10 spaces up at 130 seconds. So, um, oh, yeah. hey. Oh, God. Yeah. So <laughs> it was it was a weird it was a weird time. Uh, this is also. Yeah, just just like horror was, you know, it's kind of interesting uh, that horror goes in phases. And I think we talked about this a little bit about uh, like the some of the later installments of. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween and like what was doing big numbers when those movies uh, were kind of on the descent because uh, 2002 uh, if you count it as a horror movie I don't know if I do but uh, the top grossing horror film uh, was Signs if you count that Mm. and if you don't Mm. uh, it was uh, The Ring remake which did like huge numbers yeah Yeah. now this film was like held for two years and from when they finished it to when they finally released it so they didn't have a whole lot of faith, and hmm. I guess you can see why. I guess they were right. Yeah. I will say the the one other thing we haven't mentioned, uh, we do get a, a, a nice little David Cronenberg yeah. uh, cameo at the beginning. Because I, I think uh, I think James Isaac, who who directed this, I believe he was like an effects artist that had worked with Cronenberg in the past. Uh, so I think that's how he got uh-huh. uh, him to, to do a little appearance one thing okay one thing that i love about this movie that that makes it feel like very uh goofily like quaint and antiquated and i don't know why i i picked up on this but uh so the so the name uh, or the tagline of the film is evil gets an upgrade um but i thought it was hilarious because i don't think the the screenwriter knew that word because uh 
the scene where the the kid who like uh, I guess created the android I can't remember what they call her, mm. um, but he says uh, like he she comes in and he and he has he oh, uh, yes. she's in like latex and <laughs> she's got like, guns and everything and he says I, I and I quote and I went back and made sure that I heard this right he says I gave her an upload and it's just very oh, funny gee. that they oh, no. yeah he didn't crazy he, he didn't know that <laughs> yeah anyways um, well yeah I think he was just he was trying to, yeah. whoa. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it was uh, supposed to be. Uh, if you know what I a, mean, a double entendre there. I think. I think. Yeah, I, think I think it was because they kind of implied. Yeah. That. Well. No, no, I don't think so. It was a double entendre, but it would only work if the if the word had actually two meanings. <laughs> exactly. Oh. It makes it makes no sense in the. Anyways, yeah. um, let's move. I will on. say one thing I liked about this one is kind of the the callback when he was laying on the table and. He could sense the kids fooling around. <laughs> that's what that's what woke him up. Yes, like, oh, yes, so wonderful. yes. That was pretty funny. Yeah, they like yeah. they they cut to the kids, and he was like, "Yeah, his his Jason senses were tingling." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is that was actually there was chicanery good. afoot. I must yeah. stop it. Um. Okay. Well. Uh, let's move on to number six in our rankings, but we're not going to go too far. In fact, we're only going to go. Uh, about a year in time because uh, this is when we come to uh, the film that for a moment almost felt like it was going to kind of give a shot in the arm to both of these franchises mm -hmm. and i'm of mm. course talking about 2003's uh freddy mm -hmm. versus jason a film that uh people had been waiting a whole decade to see mm -hmm. as bill mentioned this is i think we, we were actually all pretty close on this one paul had it at seven i had it uh at six Renee, had it, you had it at five uh, Bill had it as at number four, though. Yeah. Mm. So I'm kind of interested to hear uh, your thoughts. Actually, no, let's start with Renee, because I think Renee, sorry, Renee actually had a really good point about this. Uh, and especially in, in relation to when we talked about it on our last uh, in, uh, series about Nightmare on Elm Street. So, Renee, what are your what are your thoughts on Freddy versus Jason? You know, so I, this is one of those things and where you know i guess it's sort of similar to what what you're in the mood for it's this this movie is a really great example of how things look from different perspectives watching all of the friday i'm sorry watching all of the nightmare on elm street movies and then putting this one in the middle was like oh god but putting this one in the middle of all the friday the 13th movies was like oh god thank you mm -hmm. like i needed this Oh, yeah. to like help me <laughs> yeah it was like oh fred i missed you so much <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and it was interesting too you know during your amazing presentation of unmade horror movies I you touched it. on an idea for nightmare on elm street i think where you mm -hmm. know freddie was supposed to be like all oh, weak and stuff i really feel like they played off of that in this movie because you know he kind of needed yeah just, yeah, yeah yeah and and the part where the girl was like kind of roasting him a little bit, it's like, Aw. yeah. And that's probably true because these movies had like, especially in some of the later installments, and I know this movie especially had like it was in development hell for a long time. It had uh, who how knows who knows how many scripts. Yeah. So I think mm -hmm. there are a lot of ideas that were like, um, kind of percolating here that that ultimately ended up in this film. Mm. One thing, one thing I thought was kind of funny though, like I, I rank this film pretty high, um, because yeah, exactly what you said. Like I, I my note was, uh, this is still a, a shitty Nightmare on Elm Street film, but a halfway <laughs> decent Friday the Thirteenth film. <laughs> right. That's yeah. still true. Yeah. 
because uh, still does all this stupid shit with Freddy that I hate. But uh, yeah, Jason's just still Jason. He's still killing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still hacking and slashing. Uh, but this was actually written by the same guys that would go on to write the remake, which I thought was insane because this is like head and shoulders above the remake in my opinion because mm-hmm. it actually feels like it has uh, some semblance of plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, well, I think because maybe because the just the styles styles of what people were into had changed between mm-hmm. this and when they got to the remake. I mean, like I said, we talked the remake was more more torture porny and things like this versus this had this had I think this had you know some of the playfulness of it and to me this one you know just just like when we did when we you know I think I rated this higher um than everyone else did on the Freddy one but it sort of fell in the middle for both of these for me and it's it's sort of the bottom of the top or the top of the bottom um <laughs> that's the way I yeah okay it. but uh it yeah it's, you know what I'm saying it's right in the yeah I mean and it's um to, to me, it, it actually does. I think that the Jason parts are a little stronger on this than the Freddy parts anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and that was the issue when I watched it with the Nightmare on Elm Street ones is it seemed like the Jason ones were more kind of it just felt more like a Friday 13th movie with with Freddy inserted into it as opposed to a mashup of the two. And then you do get that you do get the battle. They do deliver on the, the right. fight. I have to say that's right. You know, when you do this, you want to have a fight and. They deliver. I yeah, think. it's Freddy the, versus Jason, and one of them can't speak. So, right, yeah. not like best friends forever, yeah, Freddy yeah. and Jason. <laughs> See, I, I like this because I like monster mashes. I like I like House mm. of Frankenstein, House of Dracula, Frankenstein meets the Wolf. I, I like when you you know combining these. And to me, this was very much a. It's basically Jason is Frankenstein's monster, and Freddy is Dracula. You got the brains. You got the brawn. Yeah. Um. And it worked, and I thought the fight was cool. Uh, sending canisters of air as uh, torpedoes is a cool concept. I don't think it would actually work that well, but it looked great. Uh, yeah, it was. It, look, it ju- it delivered. Um, now the director Ronnie Yu, I think he did a good job directing this, but Ronnie Yu was an amazing director. Who, strangely enough, after this and th- this made a ton of money, he only did two more films. So I don't know what exactly the was, but if you ever get the chance to see a bride with white hair, he's a Hong Kong director. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's fantastic. Yeah. He did some really cool stuff that, you know, that when Hong Kong was the place to be the place that was just turning out great stuff, it no longer is, but you know, for a while there, there was no more fun place to see films than, than the stuff coming out of Hong Kong where Korea is right now. And he, I thought he did a good job on this. He was given a lot of freedom. But you want to know the scariest thing about this? According to Wikipedia, and why would they lie? Um, they spent <laughs> $6 million in script development. Everybody oh. tried to write a script for this. They hired everyone you could imagine, including the folks who did Blade. Just, everyone tried this, and they just could not seem to crack it. And I don't know. This doesn't seem like a really difficult concept to do. I don't know if they were trying to go too big or if they weren't going big enough. I thought what they settled on was perfectly adequate. This was never going to be a great film. You just you just have to deliver what people want. So basically they they had they had a premise like Jason takes Manhattan and instead of pissing it away, <laughs> squandering the opportunity, they said, "No, we're actually going to have Freddy versus Jason." And that's what they did. 
and the result was it's funny you they made a that. lot of money. They made a ton of money on this. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Jason versus or takes Manhattan versus Manhattan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it the whole part of this. One of the things I did not care for was how he's suddenly afraid of water. It's like, dude, you were just on a boat, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. hanging off of the boat. Like he's always he's in the water all the time. Rain, no big deal. All of a sudden, like, oh, I can't get wet. <laughs> like a delicate flower. <laughs> there was a there was a little bit of retconning there. Yeah, there was literally yeah. like a, other other installments where he like wades into the water to get at. <laughs> literally, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess it could like like Bill, you said that there were so many screenwriters and. Uh, none of them could crack it. Like I would argue, they they never really did crack it. I think they just eventually mm. just needed to make the movie. Right, right. So we got what they we got. Um, yeah, it's not. Uh, I don't think it was necessarily the film that any horror fan uh, would have wanted. But it's at the end of the day, you have Freddy and Jason, and they're fighting. And sure, yeah. that was something that we were probably you know in the 90s we weren't sure was ever actually going to happen so. oh you know you say they didn't tell like people who describe their kids yeah. it's like it's not the yeah. one we wanted but it's the one yeah. we got i mean that's why say you say they didn't right? crack it i i think listen there's no great movie that's going to be made on the premise and title freddy versus jason this is about as good as it's going to get They're, these things are not high art they're not even middle art they're the lowest of low art, and if they can entertain you for an hour and a half, they've they've done everything that they can be expected to do. Did we just lose uh, recording? No, that was me. I just posted a picture because you guys are making me laugh talking about <laughs> cracking things in the oh, oh there's yeah. that kill in the thing where he just like cracks the kid in half. So, yeah, yeah, great shot. Kind of give me that. So you know, yeah, it's 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 fine. It did what it needed to do. Everybody went home happy and told their friends, and their friends went to see it, and it made uh, what what did it make? 130 million or something mm. 116 yeah. million so, wow. so it was a it, it was a it was a 25 million dollar budget and it ended up making 82 domestically i actually didn't write down the worldwide grosses because yeah. uh for most of them they're not available but yeah. this um, was also yeah, a, a big a, budget an adjusted gross yeah 25 million was huge for a horror movie and and you know this violates what i was <laughs> saying that horror movies look best when they look cheap this doesn't look cheap this looks like a ronnie U picture it's, yeah. it's well shot. It's bright. Yeah. But here we're going into Warner Brothers cartoon category. I mean, this this has that mm -hmm. that crazy. It, it's supposed to look good. It, it it's slick because it's it's really kind of a horror comedy. It's not particularly funny, just the premise and everything. And then <laughs> these these normal kids. And I also I think I liked the human characters a bit more than I generally do in Jason movies, where I can't wait for them to die. Yeah. Mm. There, there was there was a, a little more characterization than yeah. the previous films. Uh, interesting note, by the way, just just rewinding just a little bit. I said I did I didn't do a lot of research, and I didn't, but I did read one quote. <laughs> Speaking of, you said these movies aren't high art. Um, apparently, apparently, uh, Daryl Haney would disagree with you because uh, I was reading something where where she was talking about uh, her script for part seven the new blood and she was said something along the lines of uh she wanted it to be a friday the 13th movie that won an oscar so, oh um, wow. yeah oh. <laughs> i think it was a swing in the oh. mist there yeah. but um yeah Bless her heart. Bless her heart. <laughs> it's because of the censors if, exactly. if the censors hadn't butchered it it would have sure. been you know right exactly. there they they tampered with artistic vision and uh yeah we all lost out
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet Kurosawa wished he hadn't <laughs> turned down the opportunities to direct that one. There, was, there were a lot of folks. Okay, so some of the people who did turn down the opportunity to uh, direct this one to Guillermo de Toro, Jackson. Wow. Um, Rob Botin. Well, uh, we get, we got what we got, and uh, yeah, it's interesting to uh, to compare again. Watching this as a Jason movie. Uh, in my opinion, far more exciting uh, or enjoyable than oh oh than one more movie. Uh, two more people who turned it down. Yeah, here uh, Wes Craven was offered. You know, hey, mm-hmm. he said probably nah. smart oh. move. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Rob Zombie. Ooh. Oh dear. <laughs> hey. Now, to Good be bit. fair, I think they only turned. Uh, I think Rob Zombie only turned it down because the executives told him that he could not cast uh, Sherry Moon Zombie as Freddy. Oh, that's a deal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh well, God. she couldn't do. But she could have done Jason, though, right? Would you uh, been okay with the Jason? Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh God. I can just, I can just imagine the Rob Zombie version of this that randomly has like Sid Haig and Bill Mosley cameos. Yeah. Uh, no <laughs> way. Actually, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, um, no, they're making mm-hmm. it sound better. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. Well, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about uh, number five on our list, and uh, we're gonna take a trip back to the '80s. Because uh, we're getting back to some of the more classic installments. Uh, in fact, we're going to go back to 1986 for Friday the 13th Part 6. Jason Lives. Uh, Bill, you were so excited about this movie, you actually put a uh, an exclamation point in the title. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually thought that was there, but it, but it's not. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. It should be. It should be. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's better with mm-hmm. the exclamation point. Um, this is one we actually all ranked pretty close. Uh, Bill and Paul had it at 5. Renee had it at 6. Uh, I had it at four. Uh, I'm not going to defend it, though, because I think I mostly had it at four because I, you know, once again, liked it uh, slightly more. Actually, no, I, I'm sorry. I take it back. I, I'm going to defend this movie a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, I will let someone else start the discussion on this. So, uh, Paul, what do, you, what, do you think? what do you think about Jason Lives? Well, I mean, this is one, you know, the first time you watch it, and all of a sudden it, you get the uh, James Bond opening. And you're <laughs> like, oh, Okay, they're going with a different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what I love with a about this. Feel for this one, because Zach was like, so and now he's the one that rated it like the highest. <laughs> yeah. So, so I I like I like the humorous take on it. I think at this point it, it was, you know, you're you're gonna get stale. And this was this was right after five, right? Mm. And so you're like, oh god, we need mm-hmm. something to to kind of brighten this up. And so the the goofy take on this one was fun i mean you have you have the um i mean this this predates scream and you have the the you have the self you know self-aware person who's like i've seen enough of these movies i'm not getting out of the the car of course that didn't really help her but um you know so i enjoyed that you had the the goofy uh the 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 goofy paintballers at the beginning Uh, it was it was just it was just fun it's like let's just do something fun with this and then i mean you've got you've got horshack in it right you know you've got uh, that was horshack. this is the one right yeah 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 and um i just i just kind of enjoyed it it was fun and this was the this was the birth of zombie jason was it not this was, was the one where yes. he's yes. resurrected like frankenstein and right. so to me, it was just it was all in all fun the only reason why it's not higher is because the other the other four i liked better Right. Um, I enjoyed even more, but th- this one was kind of fun. So there. <laughs> I, can't. And, I mean, I, I don't really, I didn't really have anything horrible to say about it. That's the thing. A lot of times it was like, 
okay, which of these two would I rather watch? Well, I'd rather watch this one over this one. And so, mm. I mean, kind of like we said, Bill, you're, you're, when you're dealing with a, a, a series of mediocrities, yeah. it's uh, sometimes a little bit more arbitrary where right. you, where but, you put but, them. You know, I mean, but it was a fun mediocrity. Yeah, some films are like a return to greatness, and this was a return to mediocrity because we'd taken a real dip <laughs> with uh, a new beginning. Everyone, everyone hates uh-huh. the new beginning. So this was okay. That didn't work. Let's go back to what does work. And they brought him back in a way that was, I mean, in its own weird way, plausible. Sure, I guess. Lightning does weird stuff. And uh, and now now okay yeah and and back to so it was. I hated the new beginning so much that this, which was clearly an apology, it couldn't have had a bigger apology than this film unless like number nine had been it opens up in Manhattan and we actually follow him, you know, around there or something. So <laughs> this was them admitting, hey, the audience has spoken. We want Jason back. We don't really know how to bring him back. So uh, bolt of lightning. And you know what? Nobody, nobody walked out of the theater. My intelligence has been insulted the last time. No, we just sat there and took it. Sure, bolt of lightning. Just start killing people. And he did. And it was kind of fun. It's a, it's an enjoy. It's it's an enjoyable part of the thirteenth thing. You know, it's just yeah. So it's it's uh, sorry. It's kind of funny because I actually I rated it higher than you, Paul. But I hate all the things that you love about it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate all the jokes are so weird. Uh, like I uh, I think I mentioned this, but I actually there was one joke that got a giggle out of me. And when they're panning over all the uh, kids, and like one of them has like a picture of I think it's mom or something. One of them has like a a, a note that she's writing home. And then one of them has uh, a paperback copy of No Exit by Jean-Paul Sartre. Uh, that, that got a goof. That, that got a, a giggle out of me. Um, okay, but I will say I, I like this movie for one reason and one reason only. And this is probably uh, the biggest failure of this series is that they oh uh, didn't, didn't pick up after this. Um, because I legitimately love uh, Tom Matthews as Tommy Jarvis. Um, I think it feels like he's in a completely different movie than kind of everything else that's going on because of all the other stupid shit, like the paintballers and mm-hmm. all that dumb fuckery. Um, but, uh, so <laughs> I will mention like Tom Matthews. I just love him because, uh, I always recognize him as Freddie from return of the living dead. I actually forgot he was in this, mm. but I think he's a really fun actor. And I, yeah, I don't know. I think he like, especially after they, they brought this character back in the last one and didn't do jack shit with it. And in this one, it actually is like a continuation of this character's story that makes sense. Uh, he is playing that kind of Laurie Strode or, you know, any, any or uh, Nancy. Like, he's basically a character that is kind of a protagonist to Jason. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I think he's very enjoyable. I like his performance. And I don't, yeah, there's something about that that made me, like, despite all the other stuff, uh, if they could just, like, cut all of that, comedy out and just like make a, a short version with him i think it would actually be one of the best uh friday the 13th movies so that's my take yeah. <laughs> okay well <laughs> build the conversation apparently apparently i enjoyed tom matthews way more than everyone else but no um, no he was he was he was great in it yeah. but, you know let me put it this service way to all the really funny bits let me put it this way <laughs> if if they were ever to do a true lego sequel friday the 13th film if they brought him back it would make me happier than anything else because yeah i think he's i think he's the closest thing we ever get 
uh, this character and him as this character. I think it's the closest thing we get to a a true uh, returning protagonist. So wow. So yeah. no no Corey. <laughs> uh wait is he the, is he still alive i mean he, he oh my god <laughs> yeah. what i, Corey I, I Feldman? lose track yes, of the Corey Feldman still yes this mm-hmm. that, this is the, the, the other still living cory the other cory died okay yeah what would okay what would you do if cory feldman came back to reprise his okay role if cory feldman came back uh i would allow it as long okay. as they find an excuse to bring crispin glover back somehow uh, but we'll, 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 we'll talk about that in a little bit we'll yeah, talk we we're ahead of ourselves okay um but no uh yeah so i'm a i it's weird because i'm not even like a defender of this movie but uh, mm-hmm. i think that there are are truly good uh parts there are good aspects of this movie mm-hmm. that, yeah uh rise above and i think it was a good point that after the new beginning it was it was a nice it, reprieve yeah right, right. yeah i kind of liked the part where she offered him her like american express card <laughs> like that's oh what God. jason's going for no but but it, but it but it was the american excess card Oh God! Right. Uh, yeah. Oh God! <laughs> so dumb. And the, One and, of and my oh. The, oh no! I was gonna say the only reason I know that is because they linger on it for like two minutes, so it gives yes, you time to did. actually read the thing. Because like did. they're like, you gotta make sure everyone gets this joke before we move on. Yes. <sighs> oh God! And you know that was when they were really pimping those American Express cards too. So it was great. I think one of my so I I did kind of like some of the stupid shit because I like stupid shit. Uh, that's why I like you guys so much. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> so one of my favorite things about this movie was the song, the outro song. It's like the only there's only like two movies in this whole series that actually has songs. A lot of them are really just instrumental um, songs with lyrics. I mean, <laughs> this song was written by Alice Cooper. And oh. apparently, I guess he did the, like the whole soundtrack he was involved in allegedly. Unless I read it wrong, don't don't take my word for it. But the song is I ne- called. I never do. <laughs> yeah, thank you. The man. It was called the man behind the mask. <laughs> One of the lines. I swear to God, I'm like, who wrote this? He's a dangerous man, and he's out tonight, and he's watching you, and he knows your house. It's <laughs> so bad. Yeah, a A doesn't seem to rhyme. No. B no. doesn't make any sense because no, Jason doesn't. Jason never comes to people's houses. No. I literally had to rewind it. I had I turned on subtitles. I rewound it. I listened to it over and over. I was just like, what is this? Chat GPT could have written. I'm just gonna say, song. I'm just gonna say, if we go right now and Chat GPT, please write a Friday thirteenth song with this title. I guarantee it'll be better than that. That's oh, so good. Oof. I will post it in the in the thing for you guys to listen to it because it's so amazingly bad. And you listen, you're like, is that Alice Cooper? It is. Oh, bless. Um, hey, come on, man's got to eat. You, you know, I, I also I forgot one of the other stupid gags where they're like speeding down the road and then they pass a sign that says "speeding?" Question mark. I don't <laughs> understand. I don't get any. I don't know. Uh, it literally feels okay. It literally feels like all these gags are from a Leslie Nielsen movie, and I don't. Oh my it. god! Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Anyways, um, okay. Anything, <laughs> anything else about Jason Lives uh, until we uh, before we move on to our. Uh, One of the things I didn't like, sorry, uh, just to quickly interject, I did not care for the cop and his daughter and that weird relationship where she was just like, I'm going to just be a major troll and do shit that no person should ever be allowed to do, like just chilling out in the sheriff's office, answering the telephones and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you see it all these movies, but oh, I just kind of hated them and that dynamic. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Well, let's move into our uh, not. I guess it's not technically our top three because we've already done the top one, but the top top four. Uh, okay. So this next one, I am going to need someone. I'm actually probably gonna get into a fight with someone because uh, <laughs> um, I think this was. <laughs> I think this is a movie. Apparently, this is a movie that someone genuinely loves, and I just, I just do not understand um, their love for it. So, uh, this is one that I ranked as uh, number eight. Wow. Whoa. Paul had Whoa. it as number four. Renee had oh it as number God. three. Uh-oh. Maybe we'll fight all of you. Maybe I'll, I'll take all you on. But more Amazing, importantly, Bill, Bill had this as the top Friday the Thirteenth film of all time. Yep. It is 19, <laughs> 1982's. Friday the 13th, part three, 3D. Amazing. And I would love yep. Bill to explain to me what is going sure. on here. Sure, I will explain. Now, first of all. Because <laughs> it's in 3D. Yeah, well, that is a huge chunk. That that's, that's worth at least five placements right there. It's in 3D. And <laughs> unlike a lot of 3D movies that are only in 3D because they want to grab some extra bucks, this one made use of the 3D. If you're going to make a trashy exploitation 3D movie, I want to be like SCTV where you're just pointing stuff here. Would you like some grapes? And you just shove a handful of grapes <laughs> right at the camera. <laughs> you know, if Jason squeezes someone's head, the eyeball is going to pop out right in your face. Right in your face. Yeah. All right. So they, they do yeah. the way 3D was meant to be done. So there's that. Two, this is the movie that rescued the franchise in much the same way that um, hmm. Friday the 13th Part 3 saved that dying franchise. Friday the 13th Part Part 3 brought it back because number two was no great shakes. <laughs> and, uh, and Part 3 brought it back. Also, it introduces the hockey mask, which is the iconic part of this. Everything that people Yay, associate with Friday the 13th. <laughs> Everything Friday the 13th that we associate with Friday the 13th came from Friday the 13th, not part one, certainly not part two. It all came from part three. You know, part, part three could have been the first movie, and that would have been fine. Shelly is the unsung hero of the entire Yeah, because Yeah, because he was the one who brought the hockey mask, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's got oh, some Shelley. good kills. It was in 3D. But I think the, reason, uh, the other reason that it falls into i got it there is that it brings back <laughs> it brings back very personal memories of going to see this with a friend of mine Aww. who offered me uh for the first and last time in my life to try some shrooms with him before we went to see a 3d <laughs> horror movie and because i i am I, I am very helpless in the face of peer pressure i said sure it seems like a good idea but because I'm not a complete imbecile, I merely faked eating the mushrooms because there is no way I'm going to have it. my first experience with LSD or any kind of psychosomatic drugs uh, to watch a 3D horror movie. I mean, good God, people get bad trips <laughs> marching through a field of sunflowers. Suddenly they grow teeth and they start trying to eat you. No, this was a idea. <laughs> oh, I'm watching him half the time because I'm waiting for him to like go into a bad trip and rip out his eyeballs or more importantly, my eyeballs. And uh, we just, we just, yeah, the audience, you know, you look around and the audience is all wearing those 3D glasses and it's like, yeah, this is just total dystopia here. How I'm thinking, I'm just thinking about, so how did it come to this? How did it come to this? You know, I, (laughs) I had, I had a real future ahead of me and here I am sitting watching a 3D horror movie with a bunch of people who look like freaking robots from the 1950s next to a guy who's tripping out on acid. How does this end? And it was fine. So I just have great memories of that film. Um, 
I, I, I saw it again in 3D, and it, it still holds up. It's, it's okay. Listen, I'm not a big Friday the 13th fan. So, you know, the ones I pick for number one, none of them are going to be for the, that this film was great. The only thing that's great about them is that they, they bring back a particular memory of my life because these things have been around for so damn long that the history of my life can be illustrated in what Friday the 13th freaking movie was out <laughs> at the time. You know? It's, oh God! Yeah, yes. it's like they're like diary entries. <laughs> so, and this one, this yeah. one, I just have the most fond memories of. So there you are. So go ahead, go ahead, trash me for, for my sentimentality. That's all right. <laughs> that happened to me with the Jaws movie. I forget which one it is, but I think the worst Ooh. one is the one that I was most exposed to as a oh, child. Oh God! It's yeah, like, that's oh, God. <laughs> Ooh. It might have been the Revenge. Oh no! Oh. The one with Mario Van Peebles. I'm sorry. There's no. There's no memory good enough to. <laughs> I know. To put up with that, yeah. I know it's bad. It's the one that was always on TV all the time. Can't mm. can't get rid of it. <laughs> I blame USA up all night. Oh yeah. Uh. So uh, by the way, did anyone did anyone watch this in 3D for? No, uh, I wish I had movie? though. No, not for this. But I mean, like Bill, I did see it in the theater in 3D. So Ooh. when I was a kid, like I said, again, the the the, icon, the most iconic kill, which is the spear gun kill, we didn't get to see because they that didn't change out the ball. But it also had some absolutely gorgeous shots. Now, mm-hmm. one of the one shot I do remember was when they're in the back of the van and they're smoking pot and the smoke looked it looked fantastic. I've never seen this good. Uh, I really a lot of times 3D effects are mm-hmm. kind of shitty, even when yeah. they do them well. But the smoke looked fantastic, and the guy hands it up, and it was great because half the people in the audience mimed as if they were reaching to grab the, the <laughs> joint. And then there was an absolutely gorgeous sequence towards the end where there's the lake, and there's the, the dock mm-hmm. is reaching out into the lake, and it is one of the most beautiful things. Um, so there's some really pretty sequences in 3D in this, and so if you ever do get a chance to watch it, I mm-hmm. highly recommend it because, it, it, it like Bill said, it... It does the, the 3D well. And again, to me, this is the first Friday 13th I saw. So to me, this is the, 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 you know, was it the, the er Friday the 13th? You know, this is the definitive one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I will say yeah. uh, I, I watched this in 3D for the first time, actually. Oh, wow. man. When we were doing this. And oh, cool. uh, the 3D is not actually bad. I, I, I have trouble with 3D because I wear glasses. So you have mm-hmm. to I have to like wear mm. the glasses. I don't know. Um, it still looked okay, uh, but it it was still I <laughs> I found honestly uh, spoiler alert. It's funny that you mentioned Bill that uh, you think this movie's better than the second one because I found them uh, practically indistinguishable. Mm-hmm. Um, watching them back to back, which kind of makes sense. Uh, so these were actually this this one and the the second one were both directed by Steve Miner. Uh, who I think this is kind of like the last time that you get a movie that is really is it, created by anyone who has any connection because I think he I think he was an associate producer on the original film mm-hmm. uh, directed two and three. Interestingly enough, the <laughs> one of the one of the screenwriters on this one would go on to uh, co-write a new beginning. So I don't know. I I just found this incredibly tedious. Uh, the fact that the first six minutes of this movie is just a recap of the last movie. And I think that the, the, the thing that I, I don't know, like I was, it was boring. It was tedious. I was also extremely confused that they introduced a character that had a history with Jason. Um, they kept hinting at it. And I was like, am I, is this, this doesn't look like the, the final girl from the second movie, mm-hmm. but is it supposed to be that they recast it? 
And then I realized, oh no, okay, so it's just supposed to be some random ass character who yeah. had who got attacked by Jason um, in a uh, you know off screen in another movie, and they have to like re- I don't know. It was all very confusing. Yeah, I don't know. I just I think that the like I I think I mentioned like the first movie is totally saved by Betsy Palmer's performance at the end. And the, these other these two don't have anything like that. So it's just just kind of a, a boring parade of characters who t- are totally, uh, ironically, totally one-dimensional, even though he's in 3D. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got weird, like some of the weird things, like you have like the the bikers or whatever. And yeah. I don't know, it's just like all very stupid to me. So uh, like, I think that the if, you, if you're ranking these in terms of the importance of the lore, the, yeah, this is like number one or number two, but I just didn't get a whole lot out of it otherwise. Mm. I liked the, in the beginning, we were, there was the couple, the guy that had like the little shop and his wife with the curlers and stuff. Mm, and he goes yeah. outside and there was that like hilariously bad snake gag where it's oh. like you could see all the wires and stuff. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah. I kind of liked them though, for whatever reason. I liked that cranky lady. That yeah, that whole sequence like that's a good example of it because like so we get we get uh six minutes we get the first six minutes of a recap of the first yeah. movie mm-hmm. uh, or the second movie then we get a ten minutes of this couple yeah. who just get killed and then we yeah then we're actually introduced to the protagonist like fifteen minutes in I don't yeah. know it just none of it works for me I think that a lot of these though I think I have a note where it seemed like the kills started getting pretty creative at this point like with the you know, the spear and the guy that was walking through doing the handstand. Yeah, that's a, really, yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a very violent kill. That oh, is a good, is. that is a good shot. That it the, the way, the way that they, it's, it, it you, you kind of don't know exactly what's happening because right. it's so quick, oh, I, but you can mm-hmm. tell that it's something extremely brutal. When you, when you get it on, mm-hmm. when you get it on um, videotape, that's one of those things you got to rewind it. You still don't know exactly what's happening, but a lot of pieces are flying different directions. I also want to say, I love the, yeah. I love the video, the heart, the clamshell video thing. Cause it's Friday the 13th part three, three D the big letters, three D. And then in little tiny letters at the bottom it says non three D version. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then. Oh my God. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, that's that good. explains so much because when I was watching it, I didn't really realize it was the 3D one at first. And then when they shot out, I just posted like the logo went like pew pew, like out of the eyeballs. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and then when the Harbinger was like shaking the eyeball, mm, <laughs> yes. Yeah. One thing that was so funny to me is the scene where Shelly and the other guy are juggling. And it just made me think, like, what happens on movies when like it just makes me think that at one point they're all standing at craft services and then they realize that these two guys can juggle and they're like, let's mm. just put that in the movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think that is actually the case is what um, I think, I think serious? I saw like an interview with a guy who plays Shelly. So yeah, I could juggle and the other guy could juggle a little bit and we thought, Hey, this would be kind of fun. Oh my God. And so the, yeah, yeah they, they did that as just like one, like, like Bill said that old fashioned gag, um, you know, we're using the paddle ball and things like that. I was going to say the, the yo-yo scene too. Yeah, yes, yeah, of course. Anything. Sorry, go ahead, Bill. I, I know there's a little bit of lag here. Um, if you ever see the movie House of Wax, which is one of the early 3D movies, in the middle of the movie, for no reason whatsoever, this guy is is doing this, come and see, I come to the wax museum, and he's got a paddle ball. 
that little that stupid game before <laughs> before there were video yeah. games. Oh it was my a gosh! And right. a ball on a rubber band, and you would you would hit it, and he's hitting this and talking to the camera, and it's it's coming at your face, and in two D, you're like this. What the hell's going on? But in three D, it was great. So yeah, the juggling was fun. I also really, I really liked Shelley's character arc when mm-hmm. he was like, um, he manned up and like took down the biker gang. One thing I noticed though, did, and I don't, I could have just easily missed it. Did he, I know he died, I think. Did he die off camera? I don't remember seeing him die on screen. Uh, he did, he showed up with his, was his throat slit or was that when the, that's f- right. He did like Thank a you. couple that fake ones, it. didn't he? He had his throat slit. That's what it was. Oh, it just took a while yeah. for him to show up. But yeah, I don't, I don't think we see it happen. I think we just see him like no, stumble yeah. in with it, and they think he's joking again. Yes. Yep. So I also thought Tommy and... Chong was good in this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I think I think we can probably move on unless anyone else has any stories about uh, taking drugs and watching this movie. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna move on to our number three ranking, and uh, we're gonna go we're not gonna go too far though. In fact, we're just gonna go. Uh, about a year back in time to uh, April 30th, 1981, where uh, kids all across America were uh, clamoring to apparently see the second part of the Friday the 13th series. This was uh, just like a year after the first one came out. And obviously uh, it did so so big that they were going to put a sequel out as fast as possible. As I mentioned, this was uh, also directed by Steve Miner. So yeah, this the the, the rankings here are very interesting to me because mm-hmm. Bill, uh, you had you had part three as your number one, and yep. you had part two as your number eight. Yep. Wow! And to me, they are like indistinguishable. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> am I <laughs> am I am I crazy? Yeah, part three has some good kills that they're not that they didn't edit out because the MPAA whatever said. Oh, we let you get away with the first one, but we're not going to let you get away with the second one. So it's it's basically bloodless, and and I'm sorry, I don't I don't like these films for very many reasons, but one of the reasons is mm. the kills, and with those taken out, mm. also he walks around with a burlap bag on his head. It's the most uncinematic, uninteresting, <laughs> especially when one year later we get the hockey mask that really really works. To have this, mm. he looks he looks like a schlub, and and it doesn't it doesn't fit in the continuity. <laughs> it's like wait, he's dead. Oh, but we saw him at the end. That was a dream sequence. Are you insane? I mean, the, the, he he's dead. The whole reason his mom was going crazy is because he was dead. Uh, explain this to me. Yeah. yeah, he was living in the woods. <laughs> he was living in the woods. I, so she woods. wait a minute. So she killed all the yeah. first kids for nothing. What is she crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So so int- so okay. So you had this at number eight. Paul and Randy had this as number two. I had this as number three. Hmm. And I think I think uh, I don't know. I'll I'll let Paul and Renee talk about what they like about this movie if there's anything. But I actually kind of like the fact that he's just a guy in this movie. Uh, the hmm. the burlap sap uh, burlap sack. Um, <laughs> uh, sure, I guess you could say it's kind of goofy, but it's also uh, in a way I almost find it scarier than the hockey mask. I think isn't it also a like a reference to that the town that dreaded sundown. Yeah, yes. Am yes. I yeah, I think so. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't know. I I kind of like the fact that he's not a zombie in this movie. He's not supernatural. Um yeah, the continuity makes absolutely no sense, but uh the idea that he's just some crazy dude out there in the woods and yeah, sure. It, it yeah, I I don't understand the whole thing about his he saw his mom die, but he also never 
I guess let his mom know that he was still right. alive. I don't know. It makes no sense. Uh, Paul, Renee, uh, what do you what do you guys you guys had this so high? I mean, you guys had this as number two. <laughs> wow. Oh well, for for me, it was the thing that really kind of did it was was the ending, because I find his severed mother's head dried up like that still creeps the fuck out of me. Mm. To me, that is like when she finds his little shrine to her and and she puts on the the sweat. I mean, to me, that was just it disturbed me. It really mm-hmm. bo- it was like oh, it really just creeped the fuck out of me. And I think that's that's the thing that sticks out the most is that and her her kind of realizing her, you know, using her wits to try to get out of it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, that's, I think the part that, that really kind of why to me, it grabbed me and, and why I had, had, you know, high rank, high, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, it's so disturbing yeah, that I can't, can't even, even talk. speak. Very insightful. So, uh, how about how about you, Renee? You're probably a little more articulate than I am. So, <laughs> well, maybe not, but I do have, a, I wrote a lot of notes on this one. Um, and they're just kind of very random notes. I I really liked I okay, so I did not care for the big, you know, flashback recap in the beginning. God. However, I did appreciate that they transitioned it into a murder of the girl from the previous film. I was like, oh, that's great. I loved that the cat like yeeted itself through the window. That part just cracked me up. <laughs> it was like it reminded me of the Super Bowl when Lady Gaga like jumped off that rafter it was just like ah, just jumping through the window <laughs> oh i love that the harbinger guy was back um there was a scene where they were like all sitting around telling a campfire story I was like oh i love a campfire story you know because that's kind of like the heart the heart of of this you know camp counselors and they're at camp and it's a spooky story and jason um i thought they had really good good lord this transitions they had were so good like when poor little Muffin is in the woods and, you know, presumptively Jason walks up to him and it cuts to the hot dogs on the grill. <laughs> it's like, y'all are so wrong mm-hmm. for that. Oh, I really liked the kids, though, in this one. I think there's just something about them that felt kind of natural. Um, and natural being that, like, this was the good old days when, like, girls had normal bodies that... Like, you know, in the reboot, that girl was sitting there rubbing oil all over bolt-on titties. Oh, God. Yeah. Horrible. Let me, let me, let me just tell you as a, as uh-huh. a, as a red-blooded, uh, a, uh, red, white and blue-blooded American male, uh, if, if I was hard up and I had to go back and watch one of these movies to say, uh, to see uh, a naked woman, I would absolutely <laughs> go to some of the earlier ones. Literally. Oh, my God. oh yeah. I, so I just appreciated that they were like normal. Um, now, I will say, Terry, there was a girl, Terry, she had, and you'll know, because she had the most god awful comb over that I think I've ever seen on a woman. <laughs> it was just the strangest hairstyle that still to this day just disturbs me greatly. But she had the cutest little butt on her that you really wouldn't even <laughs> notice her bad haircut. So, and they really focused in on it too, quite a bit. Um, well, interesting. Interestingly, so, um, the, one of the characters, um, Marta. Let's see. Uh, mm-hmm. No, no. The, char- the the actress's name was Marta Cober. She played Sandra, and uh, she okay. had a she had a full nude scene in the movie. And then after they filmed, oh it, yes, they, yes, okay, they discovered she was sixteen. So, uh, oh, yeah, they cut oh. that out. Oops. Yahtzee. Yeah. And that's sitting in the collection Oops. of Roman Polanski somewhere in France. 
literally gone. How does, how does oh, that geez. slip by? How I... does that slip by the producers? <sighs> like, guys, you got, you got one job. Well, to... I don't think they were good. they were cranking these movies out so fast. I think that yeah. they were they were playing fast and loose with everything. That's true. And All you right, know, I, in Hollywood, <clears throat> everybody lies about their age. So they probably just assumed she was nineteen and said she was sixteen. I, I do have one question about the film. Like, what happened to Paul at the end? Is he is he dead? Is he gone? <gasps> Poor I mean, Paul. like I, that may have been, I think the girl, the main girl, was probably the one that I liked the least of everybody. <laughs> she <laughs> Paul is like getting his ass beat, and she's like Paul. Paul, Paul, like, do you think he's going to stop and answer? Like, help the man out, like, throw a chair, do something. Oh, my God. That drove me crazy. And then all of this is happening. People are dying. She's being chased by a maniac. And then a rat. She sees a rat. And that's what makes her put her pants. Right. right. Like, really? Oh, girl. I just want to say, women in these movies are generally useless. And, you know, I'll be watching this stuff with Shauna and... You know, the 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 boyfriend is tussling with the murderer, and there's a perfectly good gun on the ground, and she's just staring at it, <gasps> offering. She's doing like she's like cheerleading him on. Go, go, Bob, get him! Like, yeah. and I turned to Sean and like, listen, if this ever really happened, you would pick up the gun and and shoot, right? She's like, yeah, of course. Now I might hit you. Like, I am willing to take that chance because I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm not going to beat him with my hands. <laughs> you know, let's be honest yeah. here. Jesus. I actually have a note. I made a note. In all my other notes, this is that I I promise I'll make this official statement now. I promise that if we ever end up in a brawl, I got you. Right. <laughs> I will not stand there and go, Bill. <laughs> Bill, are you okay? Just, or you're getting your hand, your head beat in. Yeah, just just throw stuff, you know, because chances are, yeah. chances are you're gonna hit the the bad guy because he's on top of me, beating me to a pulp. So exactly. so whatever you throw has got to go through him <laughs> to get to me. I am willing to take that yes. chance. Thank you. There's like, I'm going to take this part out. There was a, a clip online of this man that was like, I think he was like trying to rob an office. Yeah. And all these, like all the guys, and it was really kind of great teamwork. All the people in the office like jumped on the guy. But then this come, woman comes in like with a rolling office chair and she just like rolls it into him. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, she tried. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. I appreciated the attempt because all the other ones just stood there. That, that is just so Becky. She came running with that chair. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of funny because I I think I think uh, I, I think I I just like I don't know what it is about this movie that I, I rated it so high because I think there are so many parts of it that I find uh, this this end part three which is kind of funny Bill when I was talking about like you you rank them so far apart and in my yeah. mind they're very close together because they're just very tedious and like <laughs> there's there's <laughs> the scene where the the cop stops and he sees Jason and then it's just like a whole two minute sequence of him just running through the woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like nothing happens. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, but I do, I do appreciate the, I, I do kind of like human Jason. Uh, I do kind of like the fact that uh, we we're not quite at the point here where he's like indestructible. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Neither fish nor fowl, but you know what? <laughs> he didn't become is, a worm creature. Yeah. This is, this is funny. I am exactly the opposite of Renee. I agree with her on most things, but not on this. If if someone survives a movie, you are not allowed to kill them in the first 10 minutes of the sequel. That's my rule. Mm. And if you do, it pisses me <laughs> off. I call that the Alien 3 effect. Or I am just, for the rest of the movie, I'm just going to be sitting there. I'm going to be sitting there with my arms crossed and a big scowl on my face, you know, 
just give me a goddamn happy ending. I realize there are no happy endings in, in reality. All true stories end in death. But by God, in movies, <laughs> I just want Newt got away. She was rescued by Ripley. She went home and she had a wonderful life. Don't, don't kill her off in the first 10 minutes with zero. Oh, just, I'm still pissed off about Alien 3. Never mind. Let's move on before I get. But we did get a happy ending because Muffin was actually alive. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I will. I I will say. I will say. I I also I hate that that intro because it it feels very out of character for Jason. Like Jason doesn't hunt people down. Right. Like, I was right. talking about like mm. Michael Myers hunts people down. Jason does not go to your house and kill you. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. He kills you if you're in his house. So it makes no sense. It makes mm -hmm. no sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No. Maybe that was going to be the start of something where every movie he was going to kill the final person from the last. How did he get there? Did he go on a bus? Did he take a subway? Can he read a map? He has not he been well educated. He took yeah. <laughs> Very. Yeah, that's that's actually also like yeah, like Jason. He can't really fit in. Like when he takes his mask off, he's more <laughs> conspicuous. No. Like Michael Myers. Michael Myers can take the mask off, and he just yeah. kind of looks like a normal guy. But yeah. Well, since some of these were in Canada, maybe people just thought he was a hockey player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bum. Except he didn't have the math. He didn't. No. He didn't have the hockey mask. Yeah, the joke makes oh, well, the joke makes absolutely no sense, Paul. And then when Terry was looking for her dog, she's like, "Muffin, muffin," and they're like, "Lunch is ready," and she's like, "Oh, coming!" I'm like, "Damn, <laughs> <Yes>. bitch." It's <laughs> cold. She, she abandoned that dog pretty quickly. She totally yeah. did. <laughs> Um, well, okay. One last thing I want to mention, uh, the, the guy who plays Ted, the, uh, the Joker in this movie, uh, played by Stuart Charno. Um, I just wanted to mention that I, I recognized him. I was like, what is he from? And then I looked it up and he plays, uh, the killer in one of my favorite episodes ever of the X-Files, which is, uh, Clyde <gasps> Bruckman's final repose, uh, which I don't know if you guys are X-Files fans, but it's one of the best. That's the one about the, the psychic, um, the, the one with Peter Boyle as the psychic. I don't know if you guys saw that. But anyways. Um, uh, oh, oh, actually, uh, interestingly enough. Hey, here's here's a little trivia because I, I forgot about this part. Uh, that episode um, features him as the killer. It also features Alex uh, Deacon as a as a, a character, the, the guy on the boat in part eight. So of mm. Friday the 13th. So there you go. Stuart Charno. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't been in a ton of stuff, but. Yeah, he was in... Oh, yes, that guy! Yes, I yeah. enjoyed him a lot. It was really funny because there was one scene where, you know, they were telling the campfire story and then he runs out in the mask. Mm, and, yeah. like, he had, like, a 12-pack. And it was he one of those did. things... He yeah. was fucking ripped. Yeah, yeah, it's like, is that dude ripped? Or is it just one of those things where you're so skinny that you have to have abs? But, no, he was kind of jacked a little bit. It was weird. Mm. I mean, I guess with a face like that, you got to work out to get shit, so... <laughs> Okay, well, uh, let's move on to uh, our number one pick for this episode, really our number two, but we already know what number one is. But And we probably already know what this one is because we've gone through yeah. all of the other movies. <laughs> but uh, I am, of course, talking about uh, 1984's Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Um, the rankings on this one, so uh, all pretty close. Bill and Paul had it as number three. Renee has had it as number four. Uh, I personally had this at number one on my list. Uh, maybe maybe it's because it debuted uh, just a few weeks after I did in 1984. Oh, um, wow. But I, I, this is like, uh, okay, this is the movie 
if someone came to me and said, uh, I like horror movies, uh, I like the idea of Jason, but I've never actually seen a Friday the 13th movie, which one should I watch? I only want to watch one of them. Yeah. I would say, go watch Friday the 13th, the final chapter. It has Jason in a hockey mask, killing people, and it actually has some semblance of a plot and some semblance of characters that you mm-hmm. maybe give the slightest shit about uh, before they get killed. I think this is like like this is the and i didn't remember this movie being like i remembered a movie with Corey feldman and crispin glover i'm i remembered you know it being perfectly enjoyable um i didn't remember it being this good i think that this is a lot of fun i think this is like basically encompasses everything that a good friday the 13th movie is um so yeah i i boom number one on my list what do you what do you guys uh what do you guys think I feel like revealing these rankings have been very heavily stilted uh, that this has somehow come out to be number two when you were the only one that ranked it. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, I, I, I liked, I liked this movie. Um, you know, it's, it's like Bill said, it's the, what is it? The shit sandwich versus the shit soup. Yeah. But no, honestly, <laughs> I, I, there, I liked a lot of stuff about this. I, <laughs> the exploding mask intro was just sort of entertaining. Um, the medical examiner. I'm always so fascinated about how medical examiners are portrayed in movies. Like they're super serious and like kind of solemn or they're super weird and goofy. Like it made me think of the medical examiner from Maniac Cop when he was like sort of floppy. Um, oh my God. There was, there was and Corey. Oh, Little baby Corey Feldman. Little yeah. baby Feldman. Oh, that poor guy. I, I just. I do, sorry, get, getting back to the Emmy real quick though. I <laughs> there are so many like little details I love about this movie. Yeah, and I love the fact that he's in there. Like he's not even watching like porn. He's just watching this like workout video. Yes! <laughs> but it's a very very so sick, weird. like all the, like these butts like. <laughs> okay, so well funny. there there was it's there so was a good. thing called. 20 minute the 20 minute workout that aired on tv do you oh remember yes. do you remember this bill uh, yeah and it was yes, i do <laughs> it was <laughs> it was uh, women in leotards and talk about talk yep. about the male gaze this was the mm. male gaze it was like just the camera was just like it was it was all about just their butts and their the, yeah the tight leotards and no one was using this thing to work out unless it was well uh, hey, listen, I was, yeah, yeah, was going to say, is that another double different? Entendre? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, yeah that that's that's what that was. <laughs> mm, okay. listen, they were a real because, pack of tootsies, huh? Uh, yeah, just because you appreciate a woman who takes care of herself and is you know into health and fitness, <laughs> I don't think I should be shamed. It was called yeah. the twenty minute workout. I got to look that up, and it had it had this really generic music too. Yeah. Sorry, I I actually just looked it up. This is a thing. It's not the twenty minute workout. It, uh, the the video he's watching is called Aerobicize. Oh, oh, and sure. Even even uh. the if you look at it, even the uh, here. Let me let me link it. Even the the uh, the the cover of the video kind of uh, lets you know what kind of what kind of movie it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Sorry. Continue. Oh. Oh. Wow. Um. <laughs> oh. I. Now everyone's now we de- we got derailed we're all distracted by, by Jazzercise. We got derailed yeah. by it. Yeah. But um yeah. Crispin Glover was quite good. Mm. He was so you got like God, he really like he I don't honestly I don't mean I don't know if there's any role that he doesn't like bring it to, Sorry, you know. Right. Um Sorry. I, I no. have I have to interrupt. I I, yeah. I have late I have breaking news. <gasps> uh Ron Harris 
Ron Harris, the director of Aerobicize in 1982, would go on to direct in uh, also in 1982 and 1983 uh, the 20 minute workout. Hey! So yeah. Oh <laughs> shit! Sorry, uh, sorry. Back to Crispin Glover. No, that's okay. Wow, that's that is that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. Like destiny. Um, but man, he really was. He was really putting his all into this. Like he was really feeling it. And mm. I feel like nobody else. I wonder if he was frustrated at moments because he was really. You know, there's this scene <laughs> in the kitchen where the guy like had his hand like in his pants, and he was like, he thinks what he's doing is funny, and it just made me think that that was really him. Like, yes. Yeah. Where he's like, <laughs> like this isn't funny. You're not what am funny. I, what am I yeah. doing in this movie? <laughs> yes. Like yeah. I'm above this. Yeah. He is great in this movie, though. Like he is, yeah. he is genuinely fun. He um, was. He like, like again, like the so many of these movies have these characters who are just they show up on screen, and there's there's I don't want to say like these characters are are deep or interesting, but it feels like there's slightly, very slightly more to them uh, than some of the other movies, and I think that is because mm-hmm. they they got some actors that uh, could actually like emote uh, even the slightest bit. Mm. I do have one note though that it felt like they had dialed back the kills in this one. So I don't know if that was um I did like the one part that where he just like tossed a lady out the window. <laughs> yes. I had Tom Sabini um, for this. Yeah. So you would think that the effects would be top notch. And oh. admittedly, Jason's death yeah. is one of the best. It's, it's oh, yeah. absolutely True. spectacular. Love that out of now, I mean, Bill, you mentioned you mentioned that the censors were kinda going hard on these movies. Yeah. So do you think like do you think maybe they intentionally uh, self censored a little bit here? Probably, and and this was this was before you know we got into the thing where you you make everything you can, knowing the censor is going to make you cut it out, but then you're going to slip it into the uh, video, mm. into the DVD. The DVD that, yeah. that wasn't a thing. How they got away? I mean, it, it's 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 very it's very erratic. For the first one had. And all kinds of stuff, nothing. And then the third one, we're back to, you know, people being chopped into little tiny bits and things. So I, I don't know why, you know, how things would go. Maybe they caught them on a good day. Maybe they, I don't know, slipped them a couple thousand under the table. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, clearly this one was, a re, you know, again, that end kill. Now, maybe it's because it's a monster. It's not a regular human being being chopped into little pieces. It's zombie. Well, he wasn't really a zombie yet, was he? He was just a or deformed kid yeah this is mm. yeah this is the final the final well the final chapter it's the final <laughs> installment where he's actually still just a, a dude although he does I, I did notice like the design for him looks way more grotesque like his hands are all messed up it looks like he has like really long almost mm-hmm. talons um yeah his face is more messed up so they did kind of like dial that up uh pretty far yes yeah, so this is our last human jason and there's that too is like he had fingernails yeah. Where does yeah. fingernails come from? <laughs> I one thing you know. Oh, never mind. I'll, I'll save that. To oh, later. okay. Go ahead. I didn't mean to step on you. Well, Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just gonna. The... No, 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 no. You're good. It was. It'd be better. It was a note that's better for an overview. Okay. I, oh. I think the one reason I I didn't rank this high, like I said, I put it third, but I didn't rank it higher, was because this was back when we were young and naive. And we actually believed that the final <laughs> chapter was going to be the final chapter. I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 was, I was two weeks old, so yeah, I was yeah. pretty naive. And I, I remember yeah. going there, seeing this with my friends, and, and it was the Congressional Movie Theater, which was this, it was 
it was like a Kresge's that had been converted into like a multiplex of six theaters with like the tiniest postage stamp screens you've ever seen. And we went, we were sitting in there and we we're towards the back of, of this very tiny theater. And when Jason died, I think we all like applauded and we we're like, yay, it's mm -hmm. done. And we thought, hey, hey, hey. so, so I think, I think because they, they lied to us and this was not the final chapter. I think that's why it got knocked mm -hmm. down. Into my rankings is what I said. <laughs> you have trauma. It is. It's sure. a, you know, I'm not bitter about it or anything, but. Well, they meant it to be the final chapter, but it just it just made too much money. Well, I mean, let's put it this way: I didn't watch I didn't watch any of the films that came after this until uh -huh. like a few years ago, maybe a year or two ago. So that's you know, <laughs> I said it's the final one for me. Damn it! <laughs> the funny thing is, this uh, Siskel and Ebert in their reviews uh, claimed that this was the final chapter because Paramount was so embarrassed by having this horrible series that Siskel and Ebert didn't like, that they uh, were going to wash <laughs> their hands of the whole thing. And it's just like, that's so charmingly naive that they really thought that Paramount was embarrassed <laughs> by this money-making yeah. franchise and yeah. we're going to go back to make an art film. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> if there's if there's one thing uh, movie studios are embarrassed about, it's it's low-cost, uh, low high-profit films. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I also like I I just I think I just really wish that this had been like the 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 jumping off point to a better series because mm -hmm. there are some other things that uh, I like the, the 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 guy who's out hunting Jason it's not really well developed um, but it's actually kind of a cool plot point I wish they had done more with that um, you kind of uh, I guess you kind of get that uh, later in the series with like the Creighton Duke character but it's really dumb. Um, and also let's just, let's just be honest. Like there's no way that a film with this dancing by Crispin Glover is going to be any, <laughs> any lower than number one on my list. Uh, it's just, I amazing. suppose, I suppose that's true. The end should do, do we just, do we, do we talk, talk about that? The, the, the end of the movie? Where, is this the one where, where, um, Tommy is like, yeah, beating into Jason. He's like, ah, die, yeah. die. Yeah, I thought that was so interesting um, because we all know that Goonies never say die. Uh, hey! Wow. Uh, Sorry. Oh, boy. On that note. You're welcome. I'll see everyone next week. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Try the veal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, well. Welcome. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I, I feel like I kind of need to go get a, uh, a 20 minute workout in. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You're in luck. I think that 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 if, oh, if only there was a 20 minute workout video where the the, the ladies were doing the, the Crispin Glover dance from this movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. I think I just invented a whole new fetish. <laughs> OK, well, I think that's helping our only fans right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh oh! Not not it for the uh, talent. <laughs> oh, only if you insist, guys. That's fine. I, I can I can do it. Oh, I was gonna no. say we know oh, who will do yeah. it. <laughs> <sighs> okay. On that note, I I think that wraps it up. Uh, this this wraps up the new beginning episode of our Friday the Thirteenth series. We hope that you enjoyed our little journey through. I guess it was what thirty almost thirty years of Friday the Thirteenth films. I don't know about you guys, but uh, as you probably guessed from the way I talked about a lot of these movies, I didn't necessarily enjoy watching them all, but uh, I had a lot more fun talking about them uh, than I did actually watching them. So uh, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Thank you, everyone, for going on this journey <laughs> with me. 
and it's finally over. We can we can finally rest. Much much like the actual Friday the Thirteenth franchise, I, I think it's I think it's really and truly over uh, until they put out another one, and then we can update this this series. Well, that's the thing, right? Like as as much as we kind of hate hate it and you know groan about it, if they said t- they were putting out another one tomorrow, I would I'd watch it immediately. <sighs> well, here's here's the thing. Uh, I've heard. I don't think this is actually true, but I I, I, I choose to believe it because it's 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 so stupid that I want to believe it. Mm-hmm. I have heard a rumor that this oh. franchise is uh, the next one that Mr. David Gordon Green oh. <laughs> has his sights on. Oh. oh no! So yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens there. Uh-huh. Luckily, I don't think anyone can make a movie now because I think uh, there's been, uh, like I said, I think it was literally earlier this year there was. Uh, right. Uh, like a, a some sort of court case, uh, or I think there was a a ruling, um, which sounds like oh okay they're making progress they you know so they, mm-hmm. but I think the ruling actually convoluted stuff more because it's it's Victor Miller who wrote the original one now has some rights to certain aspects and Sean S Cunningham I think has certain rights to other so yeah I don't know maybe we'll get a Jason movie where they can't call him Jason or put it in mm-hmm. Camp Crystal Lake I don't know but we'll see what happens. Uh, for the time being, I, I think that's it for this episode. And I totally forgot to do this last time, but uh, who wants to talk about their other endeavors here? And uh, obviously, I'm just talking about Bill because none of us <laughs> actually do anything else that's interesting. So, Bill, what else you got going on? Well, you can always go to Amazon.com and type in R-A-U-M. And there's only two books, and one of them's by a guy who's dead. So that's not going to do him any good. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's that's my book, Realm. It's still it's still out there, and um, I've got I've actually got is kind of cool. I actually got some fan art. How cool is that? From a former student. Of my- oh, nice! That's yeah, super cool. that was really neat. She was one of my favorite students too. Fan art. Nice. Yeah, that's. Really I love sweet. that. That's cool. Aww. Give it a nice. It's like you're. Preview. It's cool. You know when when teenagers think you're cool. That's that's you know. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's something. You're not as big a dork as I thought you were. I'll take that. I'll take anything. That's right. <laughs> so I like it. Kids are ruthless these days. Going to the Sick Chicks Film Festival tomorrow. So I got to bug off because I need to get some rest. Mm-hmm. We're well, up early for that. Well, Bill, Bill, this comes out in like three weeks. So that'll be long. Well, then, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> what do you, tell, us, tell us about your other podcast, though, because I think you're in like five oh, hours. Oh, God. Well, there's so there's the... Um, Oh God! Uh, Deep images one that I'm going to run to as soon as I get off this one. They rescheduled. Oh God! Yeah, well that's life. And uh, there's decades of horror, the 1970s, and decades of horror, the 1980s. So we've done a bunch of these, and we'll know a bunch more. We'll get through all of them eventually. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, they're good though. Yeah, it's it's better to watch them. In, but it's the problem with a series like this. It doesn't. It's not rewarding watching. It all in one chunk, you know. Big. These were meant sure. to be dull one at a time, and um, yeah. yeah. Like I said, my analogy of the box of Kentucky bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken is apt. Mm. It's just you need to have. It really is. You need to have time <laughs> in between to forget how unrewarding it usually ends up being. So, but this was fun. This one uh, could say that Zach's absolutely right. Yeah. Talking about these is more fun than watching them. <laughs> yes. Watching this series has been the Super Bowl of self-abuse. Oh, wow. <laughs> when I heard that line, I was like, wait, what did she just say? And I rewound it, and I 
like, what did she, did, what? And I rewound, I must have played it four times. And again, I turned the captions on at that moment because I was like, she couldn't have just said what I thought she said. And she did. Yeah. I, I think it means a little something different, though. <laughs> it, it does. It does. It does. Unless I just decided real, that I would really turn it into a... Killings, then. I, oh, yeah. hmm. I turned it into a different form of self-abuse. But yeah, no, it was definitely used in a different context. <laughs> but yeah. it was just, you know, it felt right. It just felt right. Speaking about future of, of Friday the 13th, I mean... I'm not sure how much we can trust uh, IMDb, but apparently there is a series in development called Crystal Lake. Uh, oh, yes. With being developed by Brian Fuller at A24. God. So. Oh. Um, yeah. So. Which. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, I'd watch it. I'd give it a shot. Yeah. 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 What were you saying, Zach? It's, it's kind of interesting because, uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, like A24 is like uh, kind of an art house. Yeah. Um, artsy fartsy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, artsy fartsy. As Dave Dreyer puts it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, it, it uh, yeah, I guess, I, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I'm kind of wondering what their approach will be, but sure. Yeah, and one well, Brian um, Fuller, too, so. Yeah. It, it's not to be good. It's I understand what they're doing. We're going to subvert okay, well, audience expectations. You. We're going to take this this dopey franchise that is really simplistic, and we're going to use it as a way to slip in some social commentary and maybe a little political context and a little bit of this and that, and everyone's going to hate it. It's it, it's a bad idea. Even if you succeed, you know, it's one of those things. Even if you it comes out exactly the way you envision it. You're, you're going to annoy the people who like Friday the 13th, 13th, and the people who don't like Friday the 13th aren't going to like it because they don't like Friday the 13th, no matter how you gussy it up, <laughs> you know? It doesn't matter what herbs you put into the shit soup. Still shit soup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but this one's got chunks of mushrooms oh. in it. Oh, no. Okay, they had that. I, 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 I mean, I was, I was surprised that it was uh, Brian Fuller, too, working on it, so... Um. I mean, yeah. Although I don't, I don't know. I, I think uh, Bill might be right because, like, uh, I I love the first season of Hannibal, and then it just goes oh, off the yeah. rails. And yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. Maybe maybe you'll hear us. Uh, maybe we'll be back next year with a uh, a recap review of yeah uh, Crystal Lake. We'll or, see. or it's, and, you know, uh, it's shit soup by Emerald Lagasse. So it's <laughs> I might take it all back. I might take it all back. It's like give me another helping. Mm. Oh man, I need mm. a bigger spoon. <laughs> so join us for a review of Sallow. Um, but... Oh God, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be out. There. All right. Well, on that note, uh, I think I think we've we've done yeah. everything we possibly oh, can. And more. And I've just found I've just found the Aerobosize laser disc rip on YouTube. Ooh. So I'm gonna go enjoy that. Um, okay. I've I've pasted I've pasted <laughs> I've pasted a, a choice timestamp into the uh, go oh, to fantastic. Just, if anyone who wants to look this up go go to look at find a roboscience and go to an hour and twenty four minutes and thirty three seconds and uh, oh, speaking wow. of being speaking of being on mushrooms um, thanks for <laughs> listening uh, I would say you should follow us on social social media I can't say words you can't anymore. say anything yeah. um, but we we yeah. <laughs> Um, but all social media is shit now. So instead, you should just continue. Uh, here's what you should do. You should leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this because that would help us out a lot. And uh, you should subscribe and you should keep listening 
because we love our listeners almost as much as we love the aerobicized video. Uh, so that's all I have to say about that. Um, anyone else have anything else to say before we sign off? No. <laughs> no they're all they're all watching aerobicized. I, I absolutely okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there, you know there have need a, to be have more a wonderful some wars night. in that series though. That's the only thing. Uh, well, in twenty minute video, but also in, in Friday Thirteenth. They need to be some more yeah, s'mores. I was going to say more s'mores and aerobicize. I don't know. I guess I guess it would work. Um, okay, well, have a great night, everyone, right. uh, and stay out of the woods. Yay, Three take care. times before, you have felt the terror, known the madness, lived the horror, but this is the one you've been screaming for <gasps> Friday the 13th the final chapter Jason is back he moves like a shadow dark and silent Sorry, you change your mind? he never utters a word he doesn't even seem to breathe Where the the he simply Mindlessly, mercilessly, kills. But now, Jason's reign of terror is over. Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Jason's unlucky day. <laughs>